Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Trash Talk. Let me get popping in here. Hello. How's it going, you guys? Before we start, first and foremost, this podcast is formed, founded, takes place on Treaty 7 land, part of the Blackfoot Confederation, the Blackfoot Territory. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Before we get started, I got Baina in the waiting room there. Before we get started, I'm going to run through these sponsors. So, of course, Cursed Earth Apparel and Print, Octave Studios, Medicine Hat, Intrinsic Productions in Edmonton, Apply Within Audio Lethbridge. That's where I got this sweet little microphone. Thank you, Gigi. Saved me a couple, good couple hundred dollars by giving me this microphone, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> also, uh, Armstrong Metal Fest, Estimate Metal Fest, Loud as Hell Festival, uh, it, Intersect Arts and Music Festival, uh, Camp Misfit Clothing in Edmonton, Mountain Bistro Pizzeria Bragg Creek, as well as Absolute Underground Magazine. I got to really add the rest of those to the list. By the time I get to the bottom, I just forget, remember them. They click and it's like, oh shit, I better say those ones too. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you everybody for joining us. I got Baina from Carcosa. He's a very, very busy fellow, but he has time for us. And I'm very grateful for that because he's got some interesting stuff going on. And I really want to, I really want to let you guys in on it because it's killer. We're going to see Carcosa at Loud as Hell this weekend and you can bet your ass they're gonna have the sickest fucking outfits on and i bet i'm hope johnny c is gonna be wearing that bucket hat again and uh, it's gonna be a banger weekend i'm pumped i'm so so pumped for loud as hell this year so i'm gonna quit talking you guys' ear off let's get into this Hey, I'm Nate Trash. Welcome back to another episode of Trash Talk. Yes, I am Nate Trash. And this... Oh, <coughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. And this is Andrew Baina from Carcosa. Baina, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. Thanks for having me. <coughs> Thank you so much for being here, man. I see all your, all your, uh, your deadly content. I see your wicked guitar videos. Um, you're getting new... Aristides, Aristides, <laughs> ass and titties. You're getting yeah. the new deliciousness. Like, it seems like every day of the week, you're getting a new color of guitar. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh, it's crazy. I definitely would not have anticipated this when I was uh, a kid starting a YouTube channel, but here we are. And uh, it's wild. I love it. I am very thankful I get to do what I do. And for people like you who want to talk to me about it, I appreciate it. Hey, man, this is just like you. This is what I love. This is my life, man. And like the fact that I have a new band that's like checking off all the boxes of like not being toxic and getting the work done. You know, it just makes it all that more enjoyable to talk to people and to to grow what we're doing and, and, and to build that scene back up again after the last couple of years. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. let's actually talk about those guitars. What's the deal? What's the parameters of getting those guitars? Because let's say it right out right now. You're not getting all of those guitars for free to keep all the time. 
Uh, it depends on the brand. So for something like uh, like an Aristides, like obviously those aren't free because those guitars are like four thousand plus dollars, <clears throat> and they're like a smaller company and custom and all that. Um, but it depends on the brand, right? So pretty much like what my main business is is doing videos on YouTube, and basically like brands will either send me guitars to keep or they'll send me ones that I have to send back to them and pay me, or sometimes they'll send me one to keep and pay me, or sometimes they'll give me a discount. Like it, de- it depends on basically like how much the, the instrument is worth. Like oh, if okay. it's a, you know, if it's like a cheaper, like $500 guitar, like the brand will probably just give it to me. Just like but a run, like, just one that's like a, a, a regular <laughs> run, run guitar, but a custom color or something. Let's send yeah, this exactly. to Baina because it's, yeah. It's different every time. Um, but yeah, pretty much like the premise of, of what I do, right, is like, like I, I'm getting them for free, but it's not really for free because like the the deal is like I'm making a video to advertise their gear for them in exchange for either a discount or pay or an instrument or some combination of the three. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I do. And uh, it depends on the company really. But uh, yeah. And uh, that's the only reason I have so many things, that's for sure. Because <laughs> if I had to buy all of these full price, there's no fucking way. Well, you are buying them. You are buying them because it's not like doing – it's not yeah, like – exactly. I, like, I try, to, I try to be a content creator myself, and it's stressful, man. Like, until you get that, that good workflow down, it's a lot of trial and error, and it's a lot of oh, hit and sure. miss. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, reach out to, I reach out to bigger musicians like you so that hopefully it will attract more people to my channel to promote the, the smaller musicians that I bring on my channel. For sure, yeah. Because in the end, that's, that's, the whole, that's the whole point of, of doing all of this is to promote the scene because it seems like we got a blind spot in Western Canada mm. unless you're right in Vancouver, you know? And yeah. you are. You are so. <laughs> I'm I'm in Abbotsford, but close enough. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. just a stone's throw. You're a suburb. Yeah, yeah. But still, you you understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I we, guess you. And the point, the the reason why that is, is because it's a long drive, and it needs to be made. Uh, it needs to be made. Not just not just profitable, but it needs to be made doable for the touring aspect. So there needs to be something that's going on here for the band to want to come tour here. And that means getting the, getting the numbers back up more so that when these bands look for places to tour, they can be like, Oh, sick Alberta. These numbers are fucking popping right now. We got a book here. Yeah, for sure. But we got this mentality of like, Oh, I hate Spotify because they only pay fractions of a cent. It's like, yeah, but with those numbers, you get bigger opportunities like sponsorships, festival placements. You can approach record labels saying, I have 20,000 listeners on Spotify. For sure. And through that, you develop the processes from which you profit. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, I, 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 I assume you're on the same page as me then where, like, I, I don't like seeing people complain about that either. Because no. the other part of it, too, is, like, the thing that I always I think is interesting about the the main complaint about like Spotify, let's say, is like, sure, you're only making, you know, not very much money per play, but like how many of those people would have never fucking heard of you if you weren't on Spotify? So exactly. Like, you cannot go to a festival promoter, a booking agent, a label, uh, anybody and say, hey, I sold I sold 500 CDs yeah. in the last couple of shows, and like 
you because unless you can prove those and, and to prove those numbers, they're not going to sit down and go through all these receipts to prove that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But Spotify has eliminated the need for a high end individual or group to vouch for you on these numbers. Mm-hmm. Definitely, because they're already doing it. It's and like people like let's say Matt Bacon from Dropout Media. He says right now that that's one of the most important metrics. Mm-hmm. The monthly listeners, for sure, yeah. Yeah, because it's one that you can't you can't really fudge with bots. Yeah. You know, exactly. You get you get seven hundred cell phones and have them all playing on different Spotify accounts. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure we've all seen a band that they have a song that has a million plays, and you're like, oh, that's cool, but then. You look at their monthly listeners. Thirty-seven. Like, oh, they have like twenty. So yeah. clearly, they paid someone to just listen to this one song, and then they never came back again. So yeah, you can't really. That's the one number or one of the few numbers these days that you can't really fuck with. You know. Well, and with online stuff, the numbers, all the metrics are there, so you can send all of them in right from the site. Uh, Panda, amazing. Thanks for jumping in. That's that's my buddy Charles. He's in a band called Luminosity. They're fucking sick. They're a gentle. They're gentle giants on the up and coming. They got the fuck in. They know how to gent. They got that fucking thump (laughs) down. Uh, Megs, thanks for jumping in. Mac, thanks for coming by, buddy. He says Carcosa is fire as fuck. Thank you. Appreciate that. I totally agree. Nihilus fucking slaps. And the merch drop you guys went with, it was sick. I was like, I've been looking at... Uh, they were the killer techniques on how to release new music. And you guys are right at the forefront of it. And for obvious reasons, because... (laughs) One of the one of the the case studies that I've kind of been looking at is Spirit Box's latest release, their cascading release on mm-hmm. Spotify. And when you guys dropped the new logo in green, yeah, and then you had the logo in orange, and then you got it in yellow, I was like, these guys are knocking it out of the fucking park. <laughs> like this is just so good. You don't have to spend. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, hundreds or thousands of dollars when you when you get designs, get one guy in the band who can like learn and start doing it and figure out the cool ways to do it. Cause then then you always get what you want and you can manipulate it quick, you can change it quick because Definitely. you don't ah, it's one of the big things. You don't need to get a new piece of art for every release when you can just revamp the art that you've already got going on. So we're going to move up forward from that. Um, he says, my buddy Max says he's going to hit you guys up and try to bring you guys to Indiana. Ooh, nice. Yeah, we'd love to get tour anywhere in the States. Uh, we're, we've been working on it in the background. It's a little hard for Canadian bands, but I'm sure we'll get over there at some point in time. So easy for American bands to come up here. I know. I'm jealous. Oh, I man. Wish. I wish. My friends, <laughs> my friends in Lynx, they're going down to, to fucking... Uh, Wisconsin for a Pantera Pantera tribute festival and they got it they were just able to yeah we're just gonna go down and I think it's probably because they're only doing one show there they're not like planning on Uh, going for a while technically no but I don't want to talk about that and get them in trouble that's okay that's okay (laughs) we'll leave it at that yeah fair enough fair enough um (laughs) my friend Tannis beer brew babe says she is stoked for the restless drop tomorrow Ooh, thank you. Very much yeah. pump. Mac is uh, 
if you guys come down to Indiana, he's going to be right up front there, fucking banging it out. Buddy, if you're going to bring them down to Indiana, I'm pretty sure you're probably going to be backstage, like, hanging out. That's kind of how these things go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you're the one bringing them down, you generally don't have to, like, pay cover and, like, go to to the front of the stage (laughs) and do the run. No, no, no. Security says you can't come back here, bud. (laughs) Security even lets jackasses like me backstage. Just because, like, <laughs> they see the name on and stuff, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, I guess you're allowed to come back." Yeah, it's a, you have a press pass; it's fine. Even when I, even when I got, <laughs> even when I opened for Cradle of Filth before I had my, the, before the promoter gave me the all access because it was such a quick like runaround show, mm-hmm. I was like outside talking to my friends, having a puff off my vape, and I would try to go back inside, and they were not letting me back in without a mm. fucking pat down. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. It's like, okay, cool. I knew their I knew their their boss for security. So I was like, all right, cool. I can do this. This is all right, but I, I really gotta go in in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I mean it's better that they, they're checking than they're not. Right? That's exactly <laughs> what I did. I messaged him too. I was like, you gotta give both of them a raise because like they're not letting nobody in. They know exactly who the riffraff is. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about these guitars more. I kind of got a hard question for you. Okay. Six, seven, eight, or nine? Ah, uh, man. Yeah, this, I get this all the time. Um, shit. Well, for Carcosa, we only use eight, so I feel like I have to say eight. But if I wasn't in Carcosa, I probably use seven the most. I think. I could be wrong, but I think I, I feel like I use the seven string or a seven string the most. Um, I also might be wrong because <laughs> oftentimes I, what I think and what I actually do is not the same thing, but, uh, I don't know. It's between seven and eight for sure. I, I, I have a hard time. Like with Carcosa, it's always eight, but at the same time, there's a lot of stuff we play around. Like we probably don't need all eight strings, but it's kind of like we've been using eight strings forever and I don't want to, don't want to go back. You it's know? the aesthetic now. Yeah, that too. Eight strings look fucking cool. What they look mean. There? Those big, fat, thick fucking fretboards look mean, man. Yeah. And like, when you got your fingers stretched across them, those nine strings too, it looks like you're fucking mm. spanning the bridge, bud. Yeah. it's a, <laughs> The nine string is definitely like a little pretty hard to play, uh, even though, you know, what I play isn't necessarily that hard, but just even getting to the low frets is, is a little bit of a stretch for sure. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Eight or seven is, is my my go-to depending on the situation i very rarely play the nine or the six um pretty much mostly only for covers more than anything like i almost never write original music on a six or a nine unless like it's specifically for like a a demo video or something like that very nice so yeah i saw the i saw the nine string video that's why i had to throw that (laughs) one in there i was like there's no way that this is comfortable for like a guy who doesn't who didn't start out in their band playing this there's no mm. way it's comfortable like even even in my own band my own band is not really one to speak though cuz when my guitar player bought his new guitar he did, it was a 6 string and then he's like well we need the 7 string so he just took the, the top 6 strings off the 7 string and, and put yeah. them on his 6 mm-hmm. but then he proceeded to scallop the fucking frets oh, him, himself himself so and painted it himself. And he's like, I, mm-hmm. I haven't even paid this guitar off yet. I'm like, well, <laughs> oh you got to now. <laughs> and he's like, I don't got a job. Like, I'm going on EI. Like, he's got a job now and everything's cool. We're, we're playing mm-hmm. the kickoff party on Thursday. And then he's like, he's like coming from work 
and then headed right back home. So he's going to be playing. Mm. We're going to be doing our imitation of if your guitar looks like this, you're going to die in the pit <laughs> because <laughs> nice. he's going to show up in his collared shirt and his glasses and looking like Joey Jojo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you think, you think your music isn't hard to play. Whew. Wait till you hear, <laughs> wait till you hear horrify with a W. Okay. There you go. With a W because we're a metal band. <laughs> <laughs> so, What's your favorite kind of content to create? I know that you and Johnny C do those, do the, and I got to say, I'm going to rip that video off here soon. <laughs> it's all good. Go I'm going to do like, I'm going to do like famous movie quotes from classic movies over wicked breakdowns. And I'm going to get my buddy, Matt Yeomans in mm -hmm. on it. He's another wicked, wicked vocalist. <laughs> Shout out to Matt Yeomans. He's going to be jumping on the new horrify EP, but yeah. What's your favorite kind of content to create? The partner's content or like your demo videos or the Carcosa videos? Oh, man. I don't know. That's such a fucking hard question. Um, lately? Hmm. I guess I would say Carcosa in general because like the memes are fun and the guitar demos are all... It's always fun opening a new guitar and playing it, obviously. But with Carcosa, like... I'm sure you can relate. Like that's it's the baby. It's your own music, right? Like it's my creation to some degree. Whereas, you know, a gear demo, they're fun and they're cool, but it's like, it isn't necessarily my, my art, if you will. Yeah. Uh, it kind of, it adds like, to the pizzazz. Yeah. But when you see those milestones being hit because Carcosa is, is releasing oh, that yeah. content, like, yeah. I, I totally know how you feel because y having you on the show was one of my achievements, oh, nice. you know? So like, I feel, I, I totally get it, man. It feels really good knocking those things out and, and doing the whole, doing the whole thing is, is it's honestly really satisfying to do. Like, yeah, for sure. I, I know, I know you could never imagine when you started Galactic Pegasus that one day you were going to be making demo videos and like making advertisements yeah. for the companies that that you were like pouring money into for your band of course. yeah exactly and now they're pouring money into you mm -hmm. like there's no, wild dude the only thing you can be about it is grateful and if if pe the people ones who out there who aren't grateful for it they don't last very long no no definitely you can tell you can always tell exactly and, uh, yeah no it's it's crazy like i mean like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, I'm like anyone else. Like, there are some days where I will be like, oh, like, I don't want to even make a video today. And then, I, you know, but when I stop and think about it, like, fuck, I'm lucky that I even get to do this at all. Like, I can't believe this is my job. What do I have to to, to complain about, really? Um, so, yeah, it's a, I definitely try, try my hardest to stay grateful. And at the end of the day, like, even just, like, looking around my fucking room i'm like how did this happen like i know how it happened but like it doesn't sometimes it still doesn't feel real you know what i mean yeah i i totally know what you mean and like i see that i see the youtube plaque in the background and i'm oh, like yeah. <laughs> like you know hopefully one day i can get to a point where like i get i hit that role you know where when i release stuff it catches it catches a little bit every time right and you know if I keep doing my stuff consistently, then I, I'm pretty sure I'll catch on to it. And if not, I'll keep adjusting until I do. But it's it's very discouraging in the beginning, you know. For sure. yeah. Like my videos on my YouTube page at this point, I'm just uploading them for the sake of like I upload to all, I upload my interviews when I do limit shows. I upload them to all my social mm -hmm. medias and then I upload them to YouTube. 
And it's just a matter of, I'm just going to keep doing it and keep doing it and see what happens, you know? Yeah. Cause there's nothing wrong with that, man. Like, I mean, I, I still feel that way. Even, even on my channel, like, unfortunately, I hope this isn't the case for you. If, if, if slash when you ever get to the, the plaque or whatever it may be, but like, for me, like I've always felt that way. And I always thought like, Oh, when I get a hundred K like, then I'll be happy or whatever. Yeah, and then it just, and the I, line I am, pushes. But it just like, it's like a, like a never ending finish line, I guess you could say. Like, yeah. you know, back in the day, if I would go back in time and tell myself like 10 years ago, like, you know, that your videos are going to be getting like a hundred thousand views. I would be like, there's no fucking way that's not possible. Whereas now, sometimes I try not to think this way, but sometimes if a video like doesn't hit 10 K, then I'm like, Oh, it only got 9,000 views or something. And I'm like, that's a terrible way to think about it. But, uh, I try really hard not to, but every content creator I've ever talked to is like this, where they're so driven and they think like, Oh, they have, they have this number in mind. Like when I hit this, that's when I'll be happy. And then you hit it and you're like, that's cool. Uh, what's next though. And it's just like never any, but, but at the same time, yeah. like that's, that's what helps you stay driven and, you know, to some degree, like why, why people like us make content is because we're always chasing that almost that high, I guess you could say. Um, but it also sometimes makes it so you don't realize the milestones when you hit them because you just blow past them and are like immediately wanting the next thing, or at least I am. So it's, it's... Uh, it can be hard sometimes to like realize like hey man like you're you're doing pretty good like you don't have to feel that way <laughs> i think that's called like the law of diminishing returns or something yeah it's a mixture of that and like imposter syndrome is the other big one i hear about a lot that's, which i'm yeah. sure i have <laughs> that one gets me a lot yeah and uh it's it's mostly because i spend unless i'm like working a show going out to a show at which i try to stay away from unless i'm going out to work the show because i want to spend my time learning as much as I'm I am applying you know mm -hmm. so that means staying home and reading books and working on on like dissecting press releases to see what's going to work to send out to blogs and stuff and and it it does get discouraging when you submit to 100 blogs and you only get like two or three that want to write about you right mm -hmm. and then a bunch yeah. of those aren't even like a bunch of them aren't even in English so you don't even know if they understood the email you sent to them or anything because like grindcore only really hits in Czechoslovakia <laughs> okay <laughs> but it's it's it is one of those things and what I've the way that I've like because I was really bad for me in the beginning and the way that I changed my mind about it was my my success is based on how I can improve others you know like how I can help others out in the scene and who come to me like even in even in an interview you know this interview so much isn't going to help you out because you've got mountains more followers subscribers everything than I do so this is definitely a favor to me whether you don't see it that way I still do you know and my biggest thing is eventually I want to be able to take a small band that I really like that works really hard and be able to put them on the show, do an interview with them and see their numbers go up and see new right. audience come to them and be sure, like yeah. a launching platform, you know, kind of like what you do with your, when you do the reviews on your, on your, uh, your YouTube channel, like what Nick Nocturnal does, Nick, yeah, shout out, yeah. shout out to big Nick. That guy is a superhero, man. Like I love Nick. He's I've, I've been trying to figure out like, how do I get a hold of this guy? How do I reach out to him? So I'm in the discord, I'm watching the discord and like, 
I'm looking for my perfect chance to to spring it, send one of my songs in or reach out to them. But mm-hmm. I found out that one of my good friends, uh, Crucifix, the Satanic Tea Lord, mm-hmm. Satanic Tico, he has the same. Oh, okay. Uh, I know who that is. Yeah, he has the same publicist or the same uh, one of those as sure, yeah. as Nick. So oh, I was cool. Like, Cool. Well, maybe I can make this work. Let's just put a little more work into this and let's see if we can get the numbers up a little bit more so we can make it a bit more appealing for Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's a good way to, to view things as well. And like, obviously, like a lot of what I do is because it's my job and it's servicing myself, of course. But, you know, I do over forever, like even in GP, like I've always tried to keep in mind, like, you know, we, it's not like this happened solely because of myself or solely because of only the people in my band. Like we had a lot of help too. Like, again, shout out to Nick Nocturnal. Like he has helped Carcosa so much. Uh, and, uh, you know, tons of other people along the way. And, you know, I was trying to keep that mind, keep that in mind as well. And like, not that I necessarily do it all the time, but like if an opportunity arises to help someone else, then like, I I try my best to take it whenever I can. And that's another thing. Within reason, of course. Yeah. yeah, You can't, you can't go out of your way all the time to try and help smaller bands because Mm -hmm. if there's one thing that I've noticed being in my first band, like I said, very toxic. One of the things that was toxic about us was that we didn't put in the work for the opportunities that were offered to us. We were offered lots of opportunities, and we didn't do what was asked of us in order to, to, to really take those opportunities and run with them, you know, and, and the help that we are, we got, we could have done so much with. So now mm-hmm. it's always, it's always for me, it's always, what can I do in order to, to give this person more than just being a part of a band and playing a show for them? Right. Yeah. Uh, when I approach promoters to try and get on big shows and like, you know, we opened for Cradle of Filth at the end of May, and that was a huge shock to us. But when I talked to the promoters and I talked to everybody, uh, the professionals about it, who gave me the advice on how to approach, it wasn't surprising to them. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're like, look what you had to offer and look what you did for us. And it's like, okay. Right. So now then you start to see you start to see what bands are missing. And you try, I, try, I do my best to let them know, like, hey, if you stick on this and if you pay more attention to this, you'll be able to go further when you do this, you know, like Mm -hmm. this is, I know it works this way because my band has done it. These bigger bands are doing it. These people are doing it. And a lot of times they don't, a lot of smaller bands, they don't think that, that that's going to help them in any way that, and it's not their fault. A lot of bands think that they're, they're going to be the ones with the newest, unique, most special, like I'm going to get discovered so mm-hmm. I will wait for the opportunities. Like I'll wait for shows to yeah. come to me instead of going out to ask for shows. For sure. And like, I mean, even, you know, I'm sure you and I have probably made that mistake sometimes as well. Like it happens to everybody, like to some degree, like how would you know? But if you do know or are told like it's, then it's on you to, to do something about it. And yeah. if you don't do something, then, okay, well that was, that's your own fault at that point to some degree, right? Exactly. And it's like, you know, whether you believe me or not, and not obviously not you, but the, some of the smaller bands I'm talking to, and there's a couple younger bands in this city. Uh, there's a pop punk band called Ill Defined. Bunch of young kids, a couple of them just graduated this year. The rest of them just graduated the year before. And cool. like, 
they're tearing it up. They're, they're doing what they need to do. They're on TikTok. They're doing the proper videos with their music in the background. They're jumping on the mm -hmm. trends. They're interacting. They're doing proper, like, promo releases. When they get put on a show, they throw their own picture on it and then, like, do launch their own promo to go with it. And, you know, mm -hmm. some people might see that as an attack on the promo because the mm -hmm. headliner needs to get the notice. But I, I was telling them, I was like, no, no, you need to see that as, like, a need to see that as a plus because they're bringing more promotion to the show and regardless of whether you're whether the head it's up to the bands to make their spots important yeah for sure and more and people at the show means more for every band there regardless yeah. yeah like it's a good thing for everyone in the end it's just at that point it's more of like an ego problem than anything else like if they have a problem with it i mean i gotta show this off my girlfriend just completed a back patch she's been hand painting it for like days now <laughs> that's awesome she her, her favorite band is ice nine kills and nice. like i gotta say i wasn't really i'm not really into the i'm not a clean vocals kind of guy i just okay, sure it's not my thing you know i i know a lot of bands that do it really well shout out to skepsis from edmonton they throw down really hard but ice nine kills i was like um i'm not too into it but then i was kind of drunk one night and like me and my buddy ate some mushrooms and i hadn't seen him for a couple years i was like let's check this video out so we checked it out and they kill it. They really yeah. tear it up. Their their videos are awesome. Their stage shows are awesome. Like their mm -hmm. themes and imagery is all killer. And it's so it's all you have to do is make sure you snap a couple pictures and shoot a video and make sure they're all running through like half ass same color scheme and you got yourself a little bit of a solid image running up, you know? Yeah, I mean branding doesn't have to be this like huge scary thing. Like even you were mentioning at the at the beginning of this podcast, like for Carcosa, like all we really did to change up the brand for Nihilus was we just were like, let's just use a different color. Like that's I mean, like, obviously there was art and, and other stuff with that, but, like, the the main theme was, like, we're going to use green instead of yellow. And, like, even just that slight difference, like, all that was different was the color. It, for whatever reason, like, helps people's brain be like, this is something new. This yeah. is different. It is, um, though. It is. Because, yeah. because you're releasing it with a new piece of music, too. You're releasing it with a new sure. piece of content. And when you do those those custom drops like that and you do those limited drops – and people can get a part of that limited drop and then they show it to their buddies they're like did you get that piece it mm -hmm. makes them feel like they're a part of something bigger you know exactly yeah and you guys and like again like we we probably won't do green maybe ever again if not ever again then like a very long time so like if you see our hope or our thought was like if if you see someone wearing like a green carcosa thing it's like well like you knew you know that they fucked with us during the nihilist yeah. era i guess you could say and i know for fans like they love that shit like same with like spirit box like i have like some really old spirit box shirts from like when they first launched in 2017 and when i wear those like i get comments from people being like whoa like i've never seen that spirit box shirt before like where'd you That's get it right. blah 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 I'm not telling and, you ever. Exactly. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> you must. But yeah, people least, people love that shit, and like it doesn't have OG. to be necessarily this big, like intense uh, 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 identity change or something like that. It can, sometimes it's as simple as changing what color is your primary color, and like just something to change it up, you know. And like Ice Nine Kills um, is, uh, you know, obviously they do like a whole bunch of stuff. Like yeah. I don't know too much about them, but I know they're like. They're, they focus everything around horror movies, I think. Yes, okay. they do. They do. The video that I saw 
was uh, it was American Psycho and the, the mm-hmm. singer uh, fucking chopped up the the guy from Papa Roach with an axe, and I was like, nice. all right, this is slick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like, and not the same band, but I had the same experience recently. Again, shout out to Nick because uh, me and Johnny were doing uh, one of his like Friday streams where he checks out new music. Um, and the Friday we did with him just so happened to be the week that Motionless in White's new album came out. And that was a band that I, I've heard of them forever, but I never really listened to them because I kind of, I don't know, maybe I judged the book by the cover. Because and I, was like, I eh. did too. I did too. I was like, okay, they look like they're going to, it's going to be heavy for a minute. And then it looks like it's going to be like operatic and like sad boys. Yeah. Thing. Like it just didn't, for whatever reason, their image Chris made Motionless me throws down not. Though. Yeah, but then, you know, again, Nick showed us a few of songs on stream, so I had no choice. I had to listen to them, and then I found out, like, this is actually fucking awesome. Like, I don't know why I spent all these years being like, eh, I probably won't like it. I won't even bother. When it's like, damn, I missed out on so much good music just because I, I don't know, misjudged it. And there's in a way, that's cool, though, too. <laughs> there's You got to be real, though. There's those times where, and I'm I do it, too. Like, so... What kills it for me is like if I see a band promoting a lot and uh, I'll stay away from the promo for them, like I'll see if these guys are hot in a month. Mm, fair enough. And then if they are, or, or in like the case of a band like Motionless and White, it's that era. It's that era type, right? Like you can't beat 2006, fucking deathcore, <laughs> suicide, silence, suffocate, right? Like my buddy mm-hmm. posted a poster. Uh, and yeah, I was like, yeah, that show would have crunched. Yeah, <laughs> but when it comes to newer bands, it's like I want to see if they're hot or if they're just like if they just paid for a good promotion and then they're not going to run with it after. And right. a lot of the time, I check them out and it's like, okay, so this band is good, the production's really good, but there's something about the music where you can tell like they're holding back. Mm-hmm. You can tell it's a, they're fresh musicians or like they're trying something new to see if it's going to hit, and you can tell like. There's just something you, you you put the pepper on there, but you didn't get that salt in there for the taste, you know, mm, like, so, and then you got to like, it's really good production. It's really good promo. I hope to see some more from this band instead of obviously just crapping on bands that you don't like. Right. Yeah, for sure. Cause the last, and like, uh, especially for, for like, you, you know, your band's first EP or whatever, like up until, you're three years into your band like you're still really like figuring out what you're even doing or what you want to do like you know even for us like the only reason that Carcos is well not the only reason but a big reason why Carcos is like first EP seemed so like well put together and and all that a lot of time is because we put a lot of fucking time in and we is the same four people and we were already in a different band so like I feel like we spent a lot of time with Galactic where we were kind of like figuring out what the fuck we were doing. And then by the time we figured it out, we were like, well, why, you know, it would make more sense to just start something completely new. It's Carcosa time, baby. And then coming to the gate swinging, like knowing what we know now. So that's what we decided to do ultimately. There's more reasons than that, obviously, but that's like the, the easy version of the story. And, you know, so like, that's the other thing too. Speaking of, this is jumping back a little bit. But when we were talking about getting discouraged too. Is like I know a lot of people in uh, in like up and coming bands get really discouraged because they think that you know bands like again, let's just keep using Spearbox as yeah. an example. Like they're like, oh, Spearbox came out of nowhere and just blew up, and it's like, well, not really. Like 
you know, they were in, two of them were in Irisal de Bear ones, uh, you know, Bill, who's no longer in the band, but he was in a textbook tragedy, Living with Lions. Like, they were all in a lot of other bands that all were already Arkea. successful. Exactly. That's and, like, they legendary. used all of that knowledge to make this. Like, it didn't just come out of thin air. You just weren't aware. And, and that's okay, too. For people who don't remember, Fallen Archaea <laughs> was big 15 years ago. Yeah. And they still didn't ago. crack. They still didn't crack. You know, they broke mm -hmm. up because bigger opportunities, not because like they couldn't handle it, but because they were on that path of growth. And now mm -hmm. they're finally able to say, because they, they stuck it out, they worked through it. They didn't complain about random stuff that, that they thought were holding them back. They just kept making it work and making it work. And now it's working on the big scale. Now they're on yeah. the cutting fucking edge of new heavy music for sure yeah. you know like spirit box and ginger and like bands like that poppy is another good one too i haven't really heard much from her for the last little bit though but those are bands <laughs> that are like they're pushing the boundaries of what this extreme music can do while still keeping it very fucking extreme and that doesn't mm -hmm. it takes work it takes time for like, sure gotta let you gotta let the the technology cap catch up with the ideas too in a sense you know like yeah a lot of people like we're i can say in my new my new band we're experimenting with some digital stuff some digital interludes and intros and stuff on our new ep and we're really pumped about it whether people like it or not we're really excited to see if it's something that gets people talking Mm -hmm. If it's something that makes people say, wow, we weren't expecting this, you know, even if they're like, wow, we weren't expecting this. It's terrible. I don't like it. And then there's because we know it's going to be something different that is going to attract people because it's sure. not what anybody was expecting. And, you know, like you were saying, too, three years, three years is what it usually takes to get that to get that good run. You know, you got a back catalog. If you're releasing music appropriately, you got a back catalog that people can come to and listen mm -hmm. to and like chew on while you're in the process of releasing new content so that they can become fans and stick with you. And mm -hmm. I get, I catch myself with getting the FOMO sometimes, you know, because I see my friends doing shows and I see promoters announcing shows, but my guitarist, Joel, he always knocks me down a notch. He's always <laughs> able to like, cause he, he just got his new job and I'm really stoked for him. He's kicking ass. He's a, he's a tech guy. So he's like right into it. And he's like, I'm just so you, I, I asked him about doing a show, maybe playing a, a show a little bit, a little further up the line from where we're at. Cause I want to make, do a makeup show. Cause we pulled off a bill for one of my friend, one of my promoter friends. Mm -hmm. So he's like, just so you know, like I'm, I don't want to do it. Maybe a show closer to like November, December. Cause I want to lock into the new job. want to make sure that I, I'm, I'm, get back into my routine and I don't want to be pressured or stressed with anything else. We're going to work on our album, work on our EP, work on some new content. And I was like, you're totally right. Mm -hmm. We'll do that. Let's do that because that's still just as valuable as if we were playing a handful of shows all over the place, because yeah. that's going to get everybody stoked and hyped and know that when they see us play a show, it's going to be something that's exciting. It's going to be an event, not just another mm -hmm. show. Yeah, and like, you know, we in, in our previous band, like we definitely fell victim to that as well, where like, we would just take any and every yeah. show offer that we got because we were like, ah, fuck, playing shows is fun. Who cares when, well, you also you think know, that playing shows and selling merch all the time yeah. and getting in front of people's faces is the way to do it. Yeah, but but you know now we know that it's it trapped. actually probably would have been more worth it to not do as many shows to make it so that when when we did do shows, it was more of like a special event. Like people are like, 
you know, like, oh, Carcosa only plays in Vancouver once a year or whatever the case may be, right? Like that is far more likely to make that one show be way more successful. Whereas like you could have done basically, let's say you do four instead, you could have done four times the amount of work for kind of the same result, or just have the one really big show that make it really special and make sure you have even more music for that or something like that. And it's just a different way to think about it. Right. Um, not saying like one way is better or worse, but I don't know, just, just a, a different uh, way to think about it, I guess. Well, it depends on what your goals are as a band, you know, and th- this is one thing that I ask people when I, when they want to work with me and they want a l- couple of tips and some, you know, some direction. What are your goals as a band? And a lot of bands, they haven't really sat down and thought about that because is your goal mm-hmm. to become a career musician that, that makes money off of their brand and their product? Or is your, is your goal to play some shows and eventually, and hopefully play some festivals and play some bigger shows? And, you know, not really aim for touring, not really aim mm-hmm. for, for brand, any specific sort of branding or like trying to build a career off of it, just trying to have some good times, you know? Because both of those yeah, things sure. are they're both viable, they're both valuable and viable goals. But mm-hmm. they both take, they both take more than just. They both take more than just playing a couple shows here and there and hawking your merch to your to your buddies that come to your shows, yeah, you know. For sure. And it takes a little bit of building and it takes a little bit of of like trial and error, and mm-hmm. it takes some social. You got to have at least one guy in the band. This is a big thing. You got to have at least one guy in the band who's going to talk to people and be stoked about the band when they talk to people and not feel discouraged every time somebody doesn't want to hear about their band. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Because to build a fan base and to just like get people to come to shows, those are two different things. One is very short term and one is very long term and one doesn't happen Mm -hmm. overnight. And one you might have to make happen overnight. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And that's like something that is definitely important for bands to think about like even just like what are your goals um like even again for us like with galactic pegasus our previous band like we kind of realized we didn't really know what we wanted and that was part of the reason why for the last few years of that band like we felt very much like it didn't really seem to matter what we did. We kind of just felt like we were staying in the same place. Like it felt like we were spinning our wheels. Like I was like, I don't really know what's going on. Cause like, we're still releasing new music. We're still kind of playing shows, but like, it feels like we're not progressing. So it kind of took us stepping back and being like, okay, like what are we actually trying to do here? And that, you know, made us realize like a bunch of other problems or not problems, but like areas where we wanted to, to shift focus or change or whatever. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just need to think about that and you just might not, might not even know you, uh, you didn't know that until you talk about it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's get to the chat here for a sec. Couch mast. If you're still watching, we haven't done that. The 200 follower giveaway because we just hit 200 followers today. So now I get to put together the giveaway package and figure out how I'm going to give it away. Cause it's going to, it's going to have a bunch of merch in it. <laughs> it's going to have a bunch of cool stuff in it. Um, so Entheogeny says, that's what my band wants to do, just to show here and there so that they don't oversaturate themselves. That's, yeah, a, that's one to hear a lot, too, oversaturation. Yes. Um, yeah. Beer Brew Babe, Tannis, my friend Tannis, says she would rather see one epic show. And she says she skips so many shows because she knows she'll just see them again in two weeks. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of the same, similar uh, sentiment as, as the person who was talking about oversaturation, right? Like, 
I mean, I think we all know, like, or have known, like, a local band that you know. It's like, okay, yeah, like, oh, I can't come this time, but they'll probably play next month or whatever. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but I've always tried to keep that in mind as well because, again, when I was younger and didn't know as much, we definitely were guilty of that where we were like, oh, I don't know, we're playing a show every month, fuck it. And, you know, sooner or later you're going to realize, like, oh, well, nobody's coming to our shows anymore because not just that. they've already you're not, seen us or Yeah, you're not whatever. getting the offer for the bigger bands either because promoters know that, like, you've already played a show a couple exactly. weeks ago. Yeah. And, like, well, we got we to gotta look back on the name, too, Galactic Pegasus, right? When you're, write, <laughs> when you're writing Deathcore <laughs> with a name like Galactic Pegasus, like, that's some, that's some bright imagery. It was a, a little weird for sure. <laughs> Sick name. And like the chops, the chops in the band definitely reflected it. Like when I hear Galactic Pegasus, I'm like tech death. Yeah. And it was not that. <laughs> <laughs> like this is tech death for sure. You know? And I know the old, I know uh, one of your old vocalists, Andrew Hockley. He was a sick vocalist too. Like super mm-hmm. sick vocalist. And, like, let's just say Galactic Pegasus just didn't provide the imagery of the music, you know? Carcosa is bang on point. So (laughs) you guys guys are really killing it. And, like, here, I got to ask you this, too. What what is your favorite piece of merch to release? Oh, like something we've already released or just in general? In general, like physical, like like a physical thing and, and like, a, a clothing, a piece of clothing. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like a hoodie is always my favorite because you know, there, you can fucking wear a hoodie with anything. I gotta say, especially being in Canada. Before we go any further with that, those fucking ice cream pastel hoodies. Oh yeah. (laughs) The iridescent. I messaged my merch guy and I was like, how do we do this? this?" (laughs) And he found the hoodies and he's like, he's like, I, I'm pretty sure that that's a heat press or like a low care ink. He's like, we can do that. We just gotta, just gotta figure it out. I'm like, sweet, <laughs> sweet, because I want to drop what these guys are dropping, bro. <laughs> It'll be a little bit expensive, but hey, man, the fans, what the fans want, they, they'll, they'll take, they'll get, they'll, they'll fucking yeah. get. If they want it, they'll pay for it. And like, if they for want, sure. to, if they want it, we want to get it for them because that's what it's mm-hmm. all about. Getting the fans what they want so they can be like, my band, my, my, the band I like got this piece of merch and I'm really stoked on it because I was really hoping they would, you know? Yeah. I was yeah, really definitely. excited about that pre-order. I waited for it. I was telling all my homies about it. I was showing all my homies and it's like, I want to get on <laughs> that because we do have, you know, we're growing our fan base. We do have a couple of fans like that that are super stoked. I actually just came up with a name for them here earlier in the week and they're called the Mosh Monsters mm-hmm. and we got it because we got a bunch of we got a handful of people that come to shows and they start the mosh pits for us. Nice. Because if there's one thing I've seen lacking at local shows, it's really solid mosh pits. And mm-hmm. our band makes people makes everybody move from the start of our set to the finish. And that's what <laughs> I'm really grateful for because our goal as a band is to be entertaining. And to see how many people we can reach with that entertainment while still having a good time. Mm-hmm. And the goal of the shows is to have fun. We're not about making the most intense music. We're not about cutting the razor like like Spirit Box. You know, we're not mm-hmm. trying to push the envelope as far as writing music goes. But we're trying to push the envelope as far as like 
getting that crowd going goes. Well, and like even even it's it's not fun to play to a crowd that's not moving. Like I was saying before we started the podcast, like we were very grateful that we got to play those shows, yeah. but our first two shows were you know during peak COVID where everyone had to be seated and it was half capacity. And like at the time, it was fun because we had never played a show as Carcosa before, but playing to people that are sitting completely still just watching you is not nearly as fun no. as playing and looking out and seeing people just like beat the fuck out of each other. That's way better. It's true. <laughs> now, now see, I don't know if you see it the same way as me, but like going from, going from the toxic band atmosphere that I had before to what I have now, I'm very much in the mind of like, I research bands. I watch their having the podcast and stuff. You know, I watch the videos. I see what these bands are doing to mm-hmm. see what I can do differently to kind of maximize on every opportunity. And I can say that if I, if I had a show like, cause for me, it's every chance we get is the chance to knock it off right off. And that's why we like opening shows. We're in, we're the new band too. So we know we have to pay our dues. It doesn't matter how long we've been in other bands or whatever. We're still the new guys. Mm-hmm. We don't like, whether I promote a bunch of people or not, I don't expect them to give me spots on any of their shows or on any of whatever, just because I promote them on my, on my show. You know, that's not right. why I do this. So to be the new guys on the block, we bring that fucking heat. I like to say five or 5,000, five people or 5,000 people, whether it's just the other bands watching us or whether we got that fucking place rocking, we're going to fucking kill it. And I would have, if I had seated shows, I would have been like, all right, guys, this is a perfect opportunity to set up some fucking cameras and get this fucking perfectly fucking filmed and then chop it up and then suck that audio off of it. And then we got a live album and then blah, content, content, sure, content. Sure, yeah, right? yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> and I, this is the thing. It's like I try to do it for my own band, and I'm like, I get, I get that imposter syndrome again. I'm like, oh, I, I want to do this for other bands instead. <laughs> you know? yeah we'll see how it goes with them first you yeah know? <laughs> you know it's like i want to make sure that these other bands think it's really cool that they're having it done before my band thinks it's really cool and like in my mind like, <laughs> yeah. i feel you know i know it's cool i know that my fans want it and that's another thing you know all all 70 of our fans um <laughs> there's a solid 70 of them though a really solid 70 <laughs> of them and they really like our stuff and they they are not afraid to tell us and it's it's a good feeling to know that there are people listening. And with the way the internet is now, COVID pushed that technology ahead by a couple of years, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I got a new computer, and now I'm able to stream in whatever I want, you know, at whatever speed. Sure. And that made it possible for bands to, like, do stuff all over the world together. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. I mean, like, same for, for, for Carcosa. Like, we did everything for basically two years pretty much remotely from each other and like we didn't necessarily want to do it that way but we also were not going to be like okay well we'll just wait a year like no fuck that we had mm-hmm. shit to do and we'll figure it out tell them so, say that again please can you <laughs> say that again can you say that again no time for waiting people yes um <laughs> don't make fun yeah, excuses so, when yeah. it's right there in front of you yeah. to get it Exactly. And like some of it wasn't necessarily ideal, but we still made the most of it. Like for what was it for the anthology album we did, you know, like because we weren't really able to see each other as much as we wanted to, we were like, well, fuck, how can we 
what's the best way we can release new music or like the most new music in, in a way that makes sense. And some of it was a bit of a compromise where, you know, normally what we would like to do is we all like to get together in a room and write together, but we weren't allowed to. So we're like, okay, well, whatever. Like, luckily for us, we have three people in the band who all are fully capable of writing and recording by themselves. So that pretty much ended up being like Johnny wrote a song by himself, Cooper wrote a song by himself. And then we wrote one song with all three of us together. And that basically ended up being the three new songs. Like, in a perfect world, we would have written all three together. But, like, you know what? Hey, it's better that way than having no new music at all. So, fuck it. It's fine. That's a great then, story, too. Like, that's a really great way to uh, – that's a great – good thing to put in, like, the liner notes and stuff like that. Like, yeah, we wrote these all together in mindset, but, like, apart physically. And this is what you guys get, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then what we were able to – or what we decided to do was – since we didn't have enough music for a full album, but we had an EP from the previous year, we're like, well, why don't we just combine these three new songs plus an interlude? So basically four songs with the five other songs we already had, but to make it interesting and like at least a little bit different than what we've already done, why don't we, we take the five older songs and replace Johnny's vocals on all of them for a section to have guest vocals in each song. Or just so replace that's kind of, them with like a duck. Yeah, that would be even better. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, just like any idea to like keep shit moving, whether it was like, okay, well, we can't physically meet up. We can't play shows. But we got what can work. we do? We yeah, we, we have, have to do something, to. right? And, uh, you know, I don't know. That's, sometimes that's when you come up with, with your best ideas is like you, you have to figure something out and it forces you in a way to come up with other ideas that you might not have even thought of. Exactly. Like I hear a lot of people who say they're stuck because they don't have any inspiration. And you know, I'm one of these people too, mm -hmm. but I, I have also like, I'm also one of the people who digs in to try and figure out a way around things, you know? And what I find is a lot of, a lot of artists that are like working artists, like journalists, um, comic book artists, uh, What's another one? Like movie editors and newspapers. The, the, the ones who usually have to pump out artistic forms on a, on a regular basis. They all mm -hmm. say, you know, like, you can't wait for inspiration. You usually come up with the inspiration while you, after you start working. And I can say this. Yeah. I, I work in the trades full time. Um, and my best ideas come to me while I'm at work, while I'm moving around, while I'm getting stuff done, you know while my body is in motion and then my brain floats through like the, the ocean of thoughts and like picks some up along the way. Right. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully I, hopefully I like feel inspired enough to pick my phone up and like jot a note down and then try <laughs> yeah. remember it Voice when notes. I get home. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. On a job site. Why is your guy always on the phone? No, no, no. He's just working his <laughs> other job. <laughs> He's just talking to himself actually. <laughs> Yeah, they, um, yeah, they wouldn't sure. be surprised by that. They wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> oh, let's go into the chats here again. Loud as hell, fucking guitar players says, Loud as hell will be our third show in Drumheller. We need to branch out. But that's also, again, new band. Um, being from Drumheller, you know, I'm going to be helping them get some shows out here in Calgary and helping them branch out because that's what I do. I love to do that. I want to get this scene popping off again, and that means getting bands out to shows. Um Tannis also says booty shorts. I'll be rocking on them booty shorts. 
I've wanted to do booty shorts for so long, and it hasn't happened yet. But I, I would love to. Um, but we'll see. <laughs> you do the camel ones with the orange. Sorry, you got to do the camel, the camel ones with the orange logo. That'd be cool. Right? Yeah, there's definitely an opportunity to do it. Um, like even just change our logo to like be like car, car cast uh, or something. Oh. But I don't know. <laughs> Something good, something good. You put the, <laughs> I'm sure. We, I'm sure it can be done. Uh, that C, I'll just that C's got a really nice shape to it. Yeah, exactly. Put like <laughs> in, inverted ones on each cheek or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, that'd be sweet. I definitely would love to do something like that. Carcosa rolling papers from my friend Mags. We did that. Yeah, she said that they were awesome. She loves weird. Oh, good. Fuck yeah. I'm happy to hear that. I don't really smoke weed that much, so I haven't tried them, but I've heard from a few people that they like them, so hell yeah. Right on. Fucking right. I like, I'd have to say, I got a couple. I like the bucket hats mm. because they're fucking banging, and like Johnny C rocks a bucket hat extra hard. <laughs> I actually got a funny Johnny C story. I'll get to that in a sec. Okay. Um, Another one is uh, Windbreakers. Mm-hmm, I yeah. love windbreakers. Windbreakers are my nice coats. <laughs> yeah. I started doing security at, at events now, and I can wear a windbreaker doing security, and I got a Powerman 5000 one. That is nice. just, just just the fucking cat's <laughs> ass. Then I got a, a Mudvane windbreaker, an LD50 windbreaker. Nice. And, okay. Oh, yeah, I picked that up at the local shop here. And nice. Super out. I was so stoked when I found it. I'm, an, I'm a big old school Mudvane fan. I hope they come out with nice. some new music. They're touring again. Yeah, they did. Didn't they do like a couple festival appearances yeah. this summer? Yeah, they were on tour with Rob Zombie and with Power Man. Oh, okay. oh, and cool. they did a whole bunch of festivals. Like the festival scene in the states is popping off again like crazy. They've yeah. been doing lots of side by side stage festivals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's been pissing off Dave Mustaine. I tell you what, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> um, sweats. Yeah. I love sweats. They're so rad to have a nice big logo running down your sweats. Um, Pig Destroyer did a drop not too long ago. I was back uh, just just at the start of the new year, and they dropped pink tie-dye, pink tie-dye crew neck, and a pink tie-dye pair of sweats. And I was like, nice. fuck, I need to buy that so I can wear it during <laughs> our first show. I want to yeah. wear that during our first show. But it ended up coming out to like two hundred and thirty dollars after shipping, and it was an American dollar. So I thought I was getting yeah, it for a deal. Right. No, I was not. I was like, yeah. I can't. I cannot. Like, I have. I have a child to feed. I cannot spend two hundred dollars on two pieces of clothing, Baina. As yeah, much as I would that's love fair. To. That's fair. <laughs> I can't bootleg because I work for a merch company and I'm in a band and like I, I just can't do. I could do it, but I'm not going to do it because it's just too <laughs> dirty. Too dirty. Um. My drummer, Russ, he's the guy. I don't know if you've seen any of our pictures or promos. I don't expect you to, so you don't have to feel bad by saying no. But he wears a Casey Jones mask. Okay. He plays drums. And, like, we're going, we're doing what's fun with this band. If we have a laugh and it feels good, we're throwing it in the band because that's what it's all about. So we can have a laugh when we're telling people. And Russ says, thanks for introducing the band Volumes. Via mm. your albums of the year video. They're a great band. Oh, yeah. Also, Carcosa is fucking great. Easily my favorite Canadian deathcore band. Ben, thank you so much. I'm happy that you like Volumes. They're one of my favorite bands. And uh, I was I, I was 
excited to talk about that band. I love them. They were like a huge inspiration for Galactic Pegasus for sure. Um, not so much anymore because Kirkos is a little different, but I still really like them. Very rad. Volumes is definitely sick. I remember, I remember. So if you've noticed the trends in band names and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you get you get like bands like volumes and structures and yeah, like definitely. Uh, another one from back in the day of like the same style with a little bit of a different name it was like scale the uh, monuments monuments yeah and then you get the ones that take the vowels out of their names mm-hmm. yeah you got with v- like the V yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you got victims <laughs> Vic- mm-hmm. victims which is just five letters that's that that name yeah and that that word is not supposed to be five letters. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you've heard of this band from Edmonton. They're good friends of mine. They're called With Conviction. Mm, I don't think I've heard of them before. I definitely say check them out. If, okay. I, I know that you. I know that you check out lots of bands and like you're always working. So like I don't want to just give you a list of bands and say check them out <laughs> because I want to tell people to go to your stream and like hey, Chuck Bain a, a little bit of pocket change and he'll play your song on the stream for everybody. Like that's the optimal way to do it, you know? And that's what I'm going to do with my band. I'm going to make you listen to a whole horrifying <laughs> song on stream. I am. <laughs> okay, let's go. I'm going to, I'm going to, because honestly, I would, on, I would really love to hear what you think. First of all, I would really love to hear what your audience thinks, whether, and for us, whether it's good or bad, we take that because our stuff, if, it, if people are going to say it's bad, it's not going to be an abusive type of bad. They're just not mm-hmm. going to like our stuff, you know? Sure, yeah. There's so something not, wrong with that. Yeah, we're not worried about that. We can use that as a meme. We can meme that and we can kick that off because we are a joke. The band started as a joke. It's horrified with a W for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's what was the whole thing was like, I'm, I got a band. We're called Horrify, but with a W. Mm-hmm. And then because we're, cause we're hardcore and it, goes back to that whole stylistic names thing you know what i mean it's like yeah we we do it like metal bands do it mm-hmm. <laughs> even though there's like no other bands that are doing that kind of stuff it's just kind of stupid right yeah whatever but now we're playing music and i would really like to know what somebody of your caliber thinks about it but we're, we're moving on from that we're talking about these these bands that are really killing it in in the scene and i'd say check out with conviction they're really good they're high production they put a lot of work into their music they're really like killer people uh, also, he also, my buddy Sabian also does a stream for the band every week. They do their, their with conviction show and he's promoting other bands too. They got a playlist with local bands on it. I don't nice. think they actually put my band on it and I promote <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, that's okay. That's okay. I can take that. Whatever. <laughs> I guess you guys don't actually like us. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's actually because we haven't released new music since last October and I understand mm. that. <laughs> that's okay. Um, so, we're almost we're clearing up to the end of the show here. I don't want to keep you for too too long. I know we could probably ramble for hours and hours, <laughs> but I would like to I would like to ask you to come back on the show in the future, and you know possibly bring on another band member. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and hit up Johnny C about an Angel Maker interview. Mm. You know, nice, yeah. Because um, obviously you guys are the dream team, right? But it would just be too easy to get you guys together. You know, I want to know, I want to know the other guys. Cause I watched you guys' videos every time they drop and the videos are hilarious. And I want to know, I want to meet the other guys too. So next, next time I'll, I'll reach out to you in a couple of months, you know, after the next couple drops and I'll, I'll see how you guys are doing. We'll see if we can set up one with the band. Oh yeah. The Johnny good. C story. Okay. So 
I don't know if he remembers this, but Angel Maker played at this this shitty bar here. Well, it's not shitty. It's actually very close to my heart. It's called Vern's. It was the band where, or the place where my band played our first show. Both my mm-hmm. bands. And uh, Angel Maker came down and played a show. And the guys were hanging out in the back in the van. And I was in the back getting stoned, smoking some bowls. And I was like, hey, do you guys want to smoke any weed? And I'm pretty sure this was Johnny. Because Johnny doesn't look like a lot of the other guys in his band. (laughs) No, not quite. I was pretty hammed up. I was pretty hammed up at the time, too. But I was getting baked, like, nonstop with one of the members of Angel Maker. And I think it was Johnny C. And, like, they were all super nice, super rad dudes. (laughs) And I could be totally wrong, you know, like... Johnny yeah. C might not might not smoke weed at all, you know. Yeah, that's actually a, he doesn't smoke yeah, weed at see? all, so it, was, it wasn't him. Right? <laughs> so like, I just remember, and that's that's another thing too. I am not afraid to totally correct these stories, okay? Because these <laughs> happened years ago, and I've yeah, I've cleaned up my act since then. I got a lot of foggy stories with misrepresented <laughs> people. I bet, like lots. Fair enough. Me too. Me too. <laughs> so I appreciate you correcting me on that, but. I, I got I smoked a lot of weed with one of the guys in Angel Maker. I don't know if he's still in the band or not, but I would definitely like to do that again. And I'm gonna have lots of weed at Lotus Hell this weekend. I'm gonna <laughs> have my tent set up. I'm gonna be doing like off the cuff interviews. You know, whoever wants to do it. I got a couple of bands that are ready to do it, and you know, a couple of people if they want to jump in, that's gonna be awesome. We're gonna be going around asking about people's shirts. Okay, like Jared Dine style video? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. And it's going to be, hey, man, kind of sure you got, let's see, let's hear about your shirt. Let's hear those three songs. You know three songs? Yeah. If you don't know three songs, I, I, you got to take that shirt off. You can't wear that for the <laughs> festival. Like, I, I'm sorry, that's the, the rules, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not the rules. It's definitely not the rules. <laughs> Anybody can for the wear sake of for the sake of this video, it is. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nobody for, the, <laughs> for the sake of the joke, man. Yeah. You gotta ride it out. You gotta ride it out. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course. Let me talk your ear off, and <laughs> let me name drop a couple of bands that I hope will stick in your ear. And you know, everybody who stayed and watched, thank you so much for hanging out. Um, I really appreciate you guys coming to the show. I always do. This is the last stream for the week, though, because we're heading out to Loud as Hell Thursday afternoon. My band is opening the whole entire festival, and we are going to set that bar really, really high, but still probably pretty low below the headliners. (laughs) There's even some solid support. Like, we got Wake coming out, too, and they are absolute monsters, They've been touring relentlessly since since the COVID restrictions were pulled off. Since March, they've just been killing it. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. If there's yeah, anything you wanted to say that you think we missed talking about, if there's anything you wanted to drop, any sort of shout outs, um, lay them down for me, buddy. The floor is yours. Yeah, well, again, thank you for having me, too. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person this weekend. I'm looking forward to playing loud as hell if any of the viewers are coming to that. They, Fuck yeah, yes. thank, thank you in advance for coming. Um, we're releasing a new song tomorrow, which probably will be out in maybe, no, not in your time zone quite yet, but in, in like an hour in your time zone. I think it should be out. Um, it's called Restless. Uh, the music video will be up tomorrow morning. It is a... a difficult subject matter to watch but an important one so i hope you guys like the video and song 
don't go into it expecting memes like our last video. It's not a funny video at all. Very serious, this but I hope a, it resonates with some of you. Good stuff. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So yeah, we'll hopefully see some of you at loud as hell and, and thanks for having me on. You will definitely see me there, buddy. I will be hard to miss. I, I, I kind of made it that way. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I'm also like the loudest guy around. I'm also the biggest jackass. You know, I, I, yeah, you'll, you'll, we'll meet each other for sure, buddy. I'm really excited for it. But I'm also the kind of guy who knows how to take a hint and be like, hey, man, we're busy. Leave us alone. I learned. I've learned over the years. It took a bit to learn, but I've learned. <laughs> Yeah, it took a it took a while, but I've I've got yeah. it down pat now, and I don't take none of that stuff to heart. I'm the guy that goes into the back, and they're like, "Oh, well, I got to do this." It's like, "No, you don't got. I'm already out. I'm already out. I know you got to work." <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah. No worries. I'm looking forward to meeting you, man. Hell yeah, buddy! It's gonna be a great time. Hopefully, the sun is not too angry with us. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, the sand fleas have had their fucking couple of uh, cows to eat before the weekend. Before they fucking eat the thousand or so people that descend on the on the fucking grounds. Yeah. And uh, I wish you safe travels on your way you. to Alberta. And hell yeah, buddy! I, I'm very very stoked for the Carcosa set. Um. Is it all right? Do I have your guys' permission to get some footage for the show? Oh, of course, yeah. You, Only if you send it to us, though. Oh, definitely. <laughs> okay. Without a doubt. You guys, you guys will get it first. You guys will get it before Perfect. I do any uploads. So that's got. I, I always got to ask now because I had a mishap recently where I thought my I thought a photographer of mine was going to be able to shoot Cradle of Filth, and they weren't able to. So now I make a point of mm. asking before I even – Bring it up to anybody I'm going to be working with. Well, I appreciate you asking, but yeah, we would love that. We're always always stoked to see uh, footage because I don't know about you, but when when I play, I kind of like yeah, I almost black out. Like I'm like I don't I think we did good. I don't fucking know. Like I'm just like tunnel vision. I'm like ah, you do good. I watched, <laughs> so I like seeing the footage. I watched the videos from Armstrong, and you guys killed it. You're like you, you know you. you know how to work a stage. You know how to work a stage really well, and. A lot of bands, they pick, it's like they pick a square and they stand in it and they mm. don't go outside of it. And it's like, oof, that's not how yeah. you, you got to practice that. You got to practice that. Yeah. So, well, to be fair, as you know, as well, usually when you're used to the much smaller stages, having a stage that you can actually move on is a treat. <laughs> you want to put it to work. Yeah. 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 Even my guitar player, who's not really like our, our fourth show, like opening for Cradle of Filth. That was his fourth show ever being in a band, period. Mm. And he still made, he still fucking moved. I'm blown away by this Fuck guy yeah. every day. I hope you get to, I, you won't be able to meet Joel because Joel's got his, obviously, his prior right. responsibilities. Regardless of his work, he's got a new baby, too. She's mm. an absolute sweetheart. So, thank you so much, Baina. Let's kill this episode before we get into another hour chatting it up, man. We can keep Sounds going. Good. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it at Laudasal this weekend. Definitely. So, cheers, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We will see you out at Loud as Hell. I'll be out there Thursday afternoon for everybody coming. So, thank you so much for watching. Cheers, guys. Have a great night.